Colorado hosted an Alamo Bowl media day in the Champion Center on Monday. What you'll hear is audio from Mike McIntyre and quarterback Safalufau during the press conference portion, and then additional audio of offensive lineman Tim Lenat Jr. and nose tackle Josh Tupo. All right. We're, of course, excited about playing in the Alamo Bowl. Um, uh, talked about that a lot. Um, watching a ton of film on Oklahoma State. Uh, they're very talented uh, in a lot of areas. Um, and I'll start first, first on offense. Uh, their quarterback, Mason Rudolph, he's big, he's athletic, he can make all the throws. They've got explosive wide receivers, um, and I am very impressed with James Washington and Jalen McCleskey. Um, they, they make play after play for them. They have big wide receivers at the other spot um, that um, can go up and make plays. Uh, Seals and Lacey. Um, Lacey's played a lot more lately and has made a lot of big plays, a big receiver. Um, and then their um, tailbacks are good, um, and especially the freshman. He has over 1,000 yards rushing, and uh, Justin Hill, really quick, really fast. Um, and their offensive line's huge. Um, so they, they, they're excellent on offense. Defensively, um, they're playing well there, too. They've caused a ton of turnovers, a ton of turnovers. They kind of feast on that. They do an excellent job of it. Um, their safeties are aggressive and come down hard in the run. Um, been very impressed with how, how physical they are on defense and, and what they do. And then they're uh, – I think they're number eight or nine in the country in turnover margin. So they've done an excellent job um, on their not having, I think the quarterback's only throwing, I think, four or five picks at the most. As many times they throw, that's pretty impressive. Um, they've made a lot of plays. So they're an excellent football team. That's why they're 12th in the country, and it's going to be an extremely tough contest for us. And I, I think Mike Gundy's gone, to, I think this is his ninth bowl in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they, they, they're used to going to bowls. It's our guys' first time. Um, so uh, we got to make sure we handle that correctly as going in the bowl game. And uh, practice has gone well for us. And uh, so we'll, I'll take any questions from here. Mike, does Oklahoma State remind you of anybody that you've played? Remind us of anybody we've played. Um, uh, offensively, um, you know, they're, they're a, kind of a spread team. They use a tight end quite a bit back there, though. You know, I would say similar, a little bit similar to um, – they're a mixture of Washington State and, and uh, Oregon to me, a little bit in that way. Uh, um, but uh, they're, 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 they, they use their tight ends quite a bit, um, uh, and they're very good, 47 and 86. Uh, they, they're excellent tight ends. So they're, that's where they're a little bit different. They add that in their package, um, a little bit more run-oriented, a little bit more physical. Most of the time they're in the backfield, though. Kind of some unique looks that way. Does Mason Rudolph remind you of any quarterbacks you guys have faced during your time here? Mason Rudolph's very good. Um, he he's a he's a really he's really good. He he's able to run and throw it. Um, I, I mean he's big. Uh, I would say a little bit like um, Darnell at USC. You know, can run, throw it, um, make some plays that way. I'm a little bit bigger than him, um, but I, he's he's similar to similar to him to me. Yeah, they're excited about um, playing in the bowl game. They're ex they've been excited at practice. Uh, they, they, they've done really well. Haven't had to 
you know, get them going or anything like that. So they've been they've been into it. So I have noticed an excitement uh, about that. Yes. Coach, it is an abnormal week for the actual athlete. You mentioned that they've got that experience. How big a deal is that in terms of being ready for the game? And do you think that Pac-12 championship game experience, which was also a bit of an abnormal game, helps at all in terms of preparing? Yeah, I think it does help um, some in preparing for it. There's no doubt. Uh, this situation, you know, we'll get there. There'll be a lot of festivities when you get there. And so, uh, you know, you have to be prepared player-wise, coaching-wise, game plan-wise before you get on the airplane on the 24th of uh, December. You have to have everything in, ready to go, already rehearsed it a lot. So when you get there, you know, they're doing different activities or doing that type of thing. It's going to be, um, they when they get to practice, they got to be really focused in. But for you to try to think you're going to put in a whole bunch of new stuff as a coach at that time, that would be a huge mistake. What we've already, what we have put in by the time we fly out of here Saturday afternoon, that will be what we'll have in. We'll just keep rehearsing it. Um, there's no way you can try to put new stuff in with all the different things going on for the kids. And you wouldn't want to do that either. You're going to make sure they're focused on what they know. Hey, Mike, Kyle Fredrickson with the Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Mike Gunny said recently that he's reminded of OSU's program when he thinks about how your team has grown in four years, being that you, your guys are kind of rolled up, you're, you're very senior late. When you look at OSU's program, what stands out in your mind with the job that Mike Gundy has done you know, now in 12 years? Uh, I think Mike's done a phenomenal job. I, I think a consistency. I think every year he's always won nine to ten games. He's been in bowl after bowl. Um, to me, he's – you know, Oklahoma State is a top 25 team year in, year out, the way I look at them. And, and I think they, they definitely have proved that. Um, they've got good players. They're putting guys in the NFL every year. Um, they're, a, they're a top 25 football team. And this year I think they're definitely, to me, a top 10 team. You know, you take away a crazy play at the beginning of the year, they're ranked in the top 10. Um, and so uh, I think that we're both top 10 football teams playing, and it's going to be a heck of a football game. Coach, um, you and especially your older players have come a long way to get to this point. Uh, going into this, how are you balancing uh, the idea of making sure everyone kind of enjoys this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with the idea that you're going down there to win a football game? I, you know, I definitely want them to enjoy the experience, and they will. Um, and uh, they'll enjoy it. I think the, the, the whole idea of it, though, is to go win the football game. And when you're done, when they walk off the field for the last time, those seniors, I'd like for them to walk off with a W, just like Mike wants his guys to walk off with a W. So they need to understand that, and they do understand that. Um, so I think that they'll be uh, really focused on that part of it um, and excited about um, playing in the game. Coach, I imagine you know, coaching a big college football team, you're never really relaxed. But if you have 20-plus days to prepare for a team, does that make it easier on you compared to just one week? Great question. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier, and then it makes it a little bit harder. <laughs> and what I mean by that, you can't do too much. You're able to watch so much more film. You're able to do more things. And then also at the same time, you don't want to get stale in practice by practicing a long time and putting things in that you, you haven't really executed at a full speed and a full game speed. You full speed it in practice, but it, it's a little different. And so uh, it's not like you're preparing for a spring game where it doesn't matter. You're preparing for a big game. So everybody will tweak a little things, both sides, both teams, uh, but you can't overload it. Uh, or then all of a sudden you're busting stuff and you're not thinking and you're not playing fast. Like I heard an interview with Mike Leach last week where he said the key to preparing for bowl. With Mike Leach? Yeah. He didn't talk about pirates? And, no, he might. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I could have listened to that. Okay. Um, but uh, 
they were asking him what's the key to bull meat because it's such a different animal preparing for bull as opposed to just a regular season game. He said it was limiting distractions. Of what what do you think is the motivating factor for your team heading into this bull that's going to allow them to limit distractions and stay focused? Is it getting 11 wins? Is it just winning one more time for the seniors? What do you think is the main source of motivation for your team heading into this game? I think just the, the opportunity to play in the bowl game and then know that, um, you know, you're going to play in, on national television again. Um, it's a way to, to kind of tap cap off the season when we still have a bad taste in our mouth from the Pac-12 championship game. I think that motivates our guys. Uh, also, they watching Oklahoma State on film motivates you because uh, they know they're good and you're going to have to play really well to beat them. So I think that the combination of all of that um, – uh, there's a little bit and pieces of all of it um, that I think will motivate our guys to do it, and I think is motivating them. Mike, you, uh, you talked about Clint Spencer having been your, your roommate college. Well, no, he wasn't a roommate, but I mean, you know, like, no, I've known him since college, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, is it sort of a small world type of feeling that you're, you know, the guy that you um, knew since college, that you're playing on this kind of having, happening to meet on this sort of stage, and then just what, what have your interactions been like as you two have kind of gone throughout your careers? Well, we've known each other for a long time, um, and uh, our families went to FCA camp together in um, the Mountains of Black Mountains a few times. And uh, you know, he had a you know a tragic situation happen in his family where his wife um, passed away, um, and so we through all that. Um, and then uh, also, uh, he just uh, you know we're former Yellow Jackets, so you know we talk with buddies all the time and, and do all that type of thing. But uh, it's not like we've uh, um, uh, talk talk once a week or anything like that. The first time we talked in a long time was on the uh, press conference for the bowl game because Mike Gundy was couldn't his plane got delayed or something. Couldn't so we were talking back and forth there. It's the first time we've talked in a while. Uh, we talked in the summer a couple times, but um, yeah, I mean, he's done a great job there. Glenn is a phenomenal man, and um, I know he loves working for Mike. Mike, I know you addressed this a few days ago. Uh, Joe Tumkin taking over the defense for this bowl game, but uh -huh. for those of us who don't. Um, what are your expectations out of Joe, and why was he the guy you gave the keys to the defense for this game? You just talked about the decision to make Joe the, the coordinator for this game. Uh, yeah, Joe's going to be calling the um, plays for this game. Um, you know, Joe's been a coordinator before, has great knowledge of the back end and the front end, which is what you want to have. Um, so that he understands all that, um, and so he would um, is a perfect fit to do that. Um, so we're excited about that, and then you know Charles will be working with the secondary. And uh, Jim would be working up front, and then uh, Corey and Chadera, our graduate assistants, will be helping. And then I, I've been in there, you know, at practice a little bit more because we're down a coach. Um, and uh, so that's uh, how we worked it out and feel like it'll run smooth um, for the bowl game. The great thing is that we have really good players that really understand our scheme. Um, and, you know, this is the 14th game we've played this year. So they're, I think they're in pretty good shape as far as understanding everything and, and how we do it. And, um, you know, our, our staff. Our defensive staff always work close together, and we're in there watching everything together and, and, and doing all that. So it's it's uh, uh, I think it's an easy transition as far as that goes. Any changes would be subtle then that maybe the big guy wouldn't even notice. Yeah, any changes would be um, would be subtle. Yes. Mike, you're going up against a team where its roster is about 80 percent Texas guys. Yes. Uh, for your recruitment, where does Texas rank in sort of your priorities? I know recently you've got some talent. Yes, we have a, um, definitely our, you know, our, one of our best players, Jimmy Gilbert, is from Texas. 
um, and uh, I know he'll have a lot of family at the game. Um, and so, but we, we have a lot of guys who are recruiting this year uh, in this recruiting class that's coming up that are from Texas. So we've been trying to hit Texas hard. We've, we've kind of made some inroads, and I think we're having pretty good success in there this year. Um, there's a lot of good players in that state. Um, and I know that, um, for example, just uh, uh, Oklahoma State alone, they got like five or six starters, if I'm not mistaken, from the San Antonio area alone, um, which is, which is uh, um, you know, unusual in a way that there's that many starters from that one area, um, which is um, it's good. They're, and they're really good players. Coach, uh, with these extra practices, you're getting this season with the bowl game. In what ways are you using them uh, with an eye toward next season or younger guys getting more reps, anything like that? Yes, we are. Um, we're practicing with what I call the travel squad, the bulk of the guys that do most of the playing. For a while, then after we practice with them, we send them in and we keep out what I call the non-travel. But some of them do travel; they just don't play as quite as much. And we're having uh, more practice after that, uh, so it's it's been excellent uh, as far as that's been able to go. It's been giving us, uh, you know, some extra days of spring practice, some more preparation, um, get your hands on those guys, coaching them more, um, which I think they really enjoy. And it's been good for our coaching staff, and it's been good for those guys. Mike, when you look at this season that Kenneth Oldbody has had. What, what are some of the biggest things that you think led to, to, to just the renaissance he had as a senior and, and what he left on the field this year? Yeah, Kenneth's always played well. You know, his freshman year, he played on all our special teams, did really well. His sophomore year, he started um, and, and, and had some excellent football games, and he's just kept getting better and better. And, and this year, he stayed healthy the entire year, okay, which the other years he kind of got nicked up a little bit from that. He's healthy in every game. Um, he's extremely bright. Um, he understands our defense to a T. Um, and, uh, you know, him and Rick and Addison in there, they communicate so well with each other. Uh, they truly, um, Kenneth Ogilvie, I'm just so proud of, but he truly represents to me um, a program builder. That's what he is. He is a program builder. He has stuck with it, and he's kept improving and kept believing and kept going. And he truly embellishes what uh, Bill Parcells used to say all the time, I stole his thunder and have it all over our locker rooms and different places. You know, knowledge equals confidence equals playing fast. To me, that's Kenneth Ogilvote. He gets everything out of him he can, and he plays really well, and he knows what he's doing. He, he's had a great year, a, a great year. Um, and uh, um, to say I, I'm surprised, no. I, I've always thought he's been a good player, and I always knew how hard he worked and what he would do if he could stay healthy the whole time. I thought he would be a, you know, he had 19 tackles the other night in the game. You know, that's a ton. I, um, but uh, I thought he would have an excellent year, and I'm glad he has. Mike, I'm correct. This is your are you are you correct? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is your first time as a head coach actually actually going through bowl preparation yes. for a bowl game. Yeah. So I guess where did your bowl prep? Manifesto come from? How long have you had it? Did you have to dust it off? No. Well, um, you know, um, we went to bowls when I was in, at, at Georgia, at Ole Miss. Um, we went in the playoffs when I was at, um, you know, Dallas, all those types of things. You know, when I left San Jose to come here, we had already, I had already planned out the whole bowl practice, everything we're doing, all that. Already went to the bowl media day there, and, and then we came here. Uh, they just kind of, they followed that. So I went back and looked at what we did there. They were successful with it, kind of planned it out. Um, the bowl games were a little bit different. I think I think the one there was like on the 26th 
or 27th or, or right before I, anyway I plan out this similar type situation and and then talk to some of the my uh, mentors that have been you know David Cutcliffe who's been to a lot of bowls and different people like that that I know and uh, um, and talk to some people that went to the Alamo Bowl before how it plays out what it's like when you get there how much time do you have a couple of coaches in our league helped me out on that so what do you think the biggest challenge for a coach is the biggest challenge in uh, preparing for a bowl is to make sure you have them ready but not worn out. So there's a fine line there. And then when you get there, you know, how many activities are going on, understanding your pace of practice, what you need to do, how you need to do that uh, on, on that side of it. You know, some bowls you're there for three days or four days. Some bowls you're there for five. You know, we're going to get in there on the fifth night. So kind of how that works. Could just be Cheetos kind of final bra as a football player, but also as a student athlete. Yes. Um, how far does that make you? I mean, this, it's a ton. So, I mean, he's wrapped up this. Yeah, he's finished. He's got his grades back the other day. He's, he's done. He's graduated. Um, it, to me, it's gone by um, like a blink, and it has to him too. There for a while, we've probably felt like it's stood still. I could still see him at Oak Grove High School in the summer between his ninth and 10th grade on the San Jose State um, uh, game field in a, in a scrimmage they had. We had like a team camps um, and uh, running a fly sweep. Uh, um, and uh, it's just great to see how far he's come, um, you know, a, as a man. Um, he's got a great, you said heard before, his parents are phenomenal. Um, he'll, he'll do really well in life. He'll do really well in the NFL too. Um, but if that ends quickly, he'll do really well, whatever he does for sure. Uh, but it, it's been an, it's been an honor and a privilege to be able to coach him and, and, and be around him on a daily basis. Coach, as a follow up to that, we kind of just talk about your thoughts about preparing for the final game with this senior class. Yeah, you know, it's always um, the the fun thing about preparing for this final game with the senior class. It lasts longer. You know, the other ones it was final the last game, so you kind of rushing and you're going fast and then it was over and, and here they go. But with this, this group of guys, I'm able to experience more of it and kind of get a little bit longer goodbye, a little bit longer um, time for them to kind of relish everything and notice what they've done. I think that's why they'll play really well um, when we play in the Alamo Bowl um, because I think they really want to leave, leave another mark. And if, with all they've been through, um, if they can leave here with a W in that and be one of, you know, tied for the best record in the history of the school, uh, would be pretty special. Coach, I'm just curious, did you, I suppose it's a good problem to have, but did you struggle at all figuring out the whole week and balancing that with giving the guys a chance to see family around the holiday? Yeah, we're, they're here. They're going to go home after the, on the 30th. The good thing about our, the way our schedule falls this year is we don't come back to school until after Martin Luther King holiday. So that gives them a lot more time. In the past, it's been a little bit before that. So I'm glad the calendar fell that way. Um, so that gives them more time. Coach, I know you guys spent a lot of time getting everyone healthy, making sure they're all recovered. Have you tried to get guys back to the weights that they were earlier in the season with this extended amount of time? Uh, we have been doing, you know, conditioning and doing all that. They're, you know, they're pretty much going to play at what they're at. It's going to be hard to, to gain or lose. Uh, but most of them have stayed in pretty good shape on that. Really, really good shape. Uh, Drew Wilson's done a good job with how we work out and the type of running we do during the season and you know the games um, you know are keep them in great condition also so I feel pretty good about we haven't had anybody really gain any weight or anything like that in this time so we're, we weigh them in every day and they know that so we're able to keep track of that so
Mike, this is a matchup that Big 12, even Big 8, kind of traditionalists love considering the history between these two programs. I'm wondering, have you had former players or people in the athletic department who've been around for a while sort of reminisce on, on the good old days and, and kind of the history between these two teams? Yeah, there's a guy named David Platty. Uh, he, he's told me about a few different ones, um, and that's, that's the first thing he said to me. This is the first matchup that we've had um, of the former Big 12, Big 8 teams, um, and so that that's exciting. And then, I, you know, I hear people out, um, you know, when they come by or we're out somewhere, you know, saying something about, yeah, it's, it's good to play a, you know, a Big 12 opponent, and they'll talk about, remember the game, this game and, you know, the different running backs that the schools have had and, um, that type of thing. So, yeah, you, you hear the reminiscings of it. Yes, you do. Coach, uh, in terms of recruiting, it seems like you and your staff have done a little bit better every year than you've been here. Finally getting to a bowl game and kind of having that feather in your cap, what kind of impact uh, can that make for the program going forward and on the recruiting trail? Right. Well, anytime you win football games and you're playing more and more on television and you're out in the media more and, and everything's going well, that always helps. The thing that I think that it definitely helps with, um, what I call is the undercurrent that you can't overcome in recruiting. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, let's say Adam decides he wants to commit to us and he's at um, so-and-so high school in Colorado. And when we weren't very good, because most of the kids when they were younger, haven't seen, they haven't seen Colorado be good, the high school kids. They've never seen us be good until now. And so they would, he might commit, and he'd be walking down the hallway and say, hey, man, I heard you're going to Colorado. And three or four people, why do you want to go to Colorado? They're terrible. You can't overcome that. But now when they walk down the hallway, man, did you see that game? You're going to, you ought to go to Colorado. That's where you ought to go. So his uncles, the aunts, all those people are helping that undercurrent, and that's what I've noticed more and more. I've noticed that when I um, uh, go, go out somewhere to get dinner, more and more people are just excited about Colorado football, um, and uh, you can't over you can't underestimate that in recruiting. You just can't. Um, so when they go home for Christmas and their uncles and brothers and people come back around, and say, "Man, you got to go to Colorado. That's an awesome place to go now." Before it was, "Ah, oh, yeah, I don't know if you want to go there." And so that's the undercurrent to me that's changed, and that that dramatically helps recruiting to me because that we don't know about that. We can't put out something we can't see combat something we can't see. Is there any difference preparing to play inside in the dome? Yes. Um, when um, Oklahoma State's on offense, I've got them to turn the sprinklers on. And then when we're on <laughs> offense, the sprinklers are going to come off. That's the only difference. Like, I don't know if this has happened already, if it will happen closer to the game, but uh, about the seniors, have you noticed them getting nostalgic at all about their time here at CU now that there's just one game left? I, no, I haven't really noticed them getting nostalgic, but I do know they realize they're going to put the helmet on in that locker room for the last time together. And, uh, and they, you know, we're going to practice together and they're going to be flying on the last plane trips and all that stuff. I, those guys have been together so long. Um, you know, they've made lifetime friendships, a lot of them, truly lifetime friendships. So they'll, they'll keep it going. Um, they're, they'll be excited about it. But I, I do know they, uh, um, they want to go out um, – the best way they can. And just like Oklahoma State wants to go out the best way they can. Um, but these guys have been through a ton, ton too, so. Anything else to coach? All right, thank you. You're not gonna give us an opening statement? <laughs> no, no opening statement today. Zippo, uh, obviously all 
everybody that's playing this game is, is playing the role for, for the first time. Has that sort of excitement of doing something new been something that's helped propel you guys through what is going to end up being a month break in between games? Definitely. You know, I think the fact that it's something new and it's a chance to play a very good team. It's very exciting for us. We also have a, the opportunity to continue to play with each other, which is another big thing for us. And I think the only thing that really sucks is the time in between, you know, because we really, we really, we really want to play against these guys and we want to get back out on the field. And so, just there's another, there's another gear. You know, everyone's excited to be out there and practicing with each other and uh, being able to spend more time with each other. Have you had any time for reflection in this time off? I mean, clearly the season's still going on, but. Uh, many times, you know, I think there's a lot of things to think about right now, um, especially for myself. And uh, just always got to remember how blessed I am and how lucky I am to even be a part of this season. And um, there'll be more time for uh, looking back on the season and how special it is. But I think now is not the time for that, really. You know, I think there's another goal that we have and have the ability to accomplish. And uh, I think going out on a win would be, you know, a really Good sending off for the senior class and uh, everyone playing their last game. So, but what are kind of your overall impressions? Things that stand out to Oklahoma State's defense? I think they're really strong up front. Uh, got some good linebackers that can run side to side. Uh, I'm impressed by their safeties and how they play and fit in the run game. And uh, their DBs, uh, they give a little bit of cushion, you know, underneath, but um, they still play the ball really well. Got some good ball skills, and so it'll be a good matchup. You know, I think that. Their offense has the ability to score points as well, so we need to be ready to uh, score some more points than them and put us in a good position to win. Sepul, so, what's your uh, main source of motivation heading into this game? Is it just getting a win in your final game? Is it tying the school record for wins in a season? Is it redeeming yourself after the Pac-12 championship game? What would you say your main source of motivation heading into this game? Uh, just to win. You know, I think that anytime you you lose a game in the following one, you always want to do your best to you know start a new streak and get a new streak of wins going. And I think it's also important to help you know propel this team into next year, even though I'm not really going to be a part of it. And so, uh, just just going out there and trying to get a win and ending on a on the right note is what's most important to me. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, there's been a few players probably. That's Yeah, he, he played very well this year. You know, I think that it's really hard to quantify the mental aspect of the game and being able to put guys in the right positions and telling guys where to go and, and making the checks based off of what they see. And so just just to I, – I know it because I, I know a little more X's and O's and some people just watching the game and seeing people just making the tackles. And obviously he makes the tackle. He's gotten picks and, and turnovers and everything. But – He's a very, very important piece of the defense, one of the leaders of the defense, and uh, he's played well his senior year, and I think he's really set himself up to, you know, possibly play at the next level, and, and so I'm really happy for him. You know, he's a great guy off the field, too, and, you know, that really, you know, draws me to him even more, just the kind of person he is. Seth, have you seen any sophomores or juniors start to step up as leaders as you guys kind of transition out and they transition in over the 
slowly. You know, they're, they're not the most uh, talkative group when it comes to X's and O's in football. They're, they're talkative in every, in every other way, but uh, they're, they're coming into their own. You know, I think it's, it's kind of hard when you really have a heavy junior, senior class, and those guys are always talking, barking orders. And so in their own right, they're, they're leading themselves, and they're growing a lot. And spring ball, they're going to have to grow a lot too because there's a lot of guys leaving, and a lot of guys are going to have to step up for next year. But I, I, I definitely see a couple guys who are capable of doing that. So, uh, Christian McCaffrey announced today he's going to skip Stanford's bowl game to start preparing for the NFL draft and stuff like that. There's a lot of guys on this team that probably have their eyes in the future on the NFL and playing football after this. Is it hard to keep those thoughts out of your head and prepare for a bowl game? Is that a distraction that is a challenge for you guys? I don't think so. You know, I think there are guys who are thinking about going to the next level. And, you know, the practice that you put in now is ultimately just helping you, you know, in preparing for that. You know, obviously it's not specific training for certain things that you want to do. And, you know, you know, our offense is a little different than offenses that you'll see in the NFL. But, you know, ultimately the practices that you're doing now can only help. And so I haven't seen anyone you know, take a practice off or say that they're not going to practice because they're focusing on the NFL, which is important to me. You know, I think it's really important to finish with your teammates and, and really uh, important to to finish kind of what you started, you know, no matter how long it takes. <laughs> Any other questions for Seppo? Um, Seppo, have you got any nostalgia at all with any of the other seniors as you guys prepare for your final game? I mean, it's been a long journey. It's ended in special fashion for you guys if you allow yourselves to get nostalgic at all or are you kind of trying to keep that away? Uh, I don't think we have. I think to us it's really important to finish strong and you know the job is technically not done for us yet and so hopefully hopefully we'll look at it after uh, you know the bowl game is all said and done but right now we're just really focused on going out there and getting a win and finishing strong. Yeah, it was a whirlwind, I guess. You know, I think I got um, a little shell-shocked at first. I mean, especially when you go in against an ASU defense, for me at least, um, that was very strong in all phases. And so, um, but it, it's important. I think I learned a lot through that first season and, and through the seasons um, following that. And uh, it makes you grow up really quick, a lot faster than you might want to. And it was good overall for me, though, to be able to, you know, play a lot, learn, um, gain some leadership and some some well-needed lessons that uh, really helped me through my years here. This has been a season of first time since you guys have done a lot of things that haven't been done around here in a long time. Haven't been to a bowl since 2007, haven't won one since 2004. When you hear those numbers, what are your thoughts? Do those serve as a sense of motivation for you at all this week? Not really. I mean, I just want to win, and you know, I think winning will really help the university. You know, after I'm gone, after the seniors are gone, and 
um, I don't really rest on records or what ifs or what happened. You know, I, I think it's important for us to make our own history, and um, this this is an opportunity for us to do that and, and really help the set a good foundation for the university for years to come. Thanks, guys. Tim Lenat Jr. What, what did it mean to you uh, to get that all freshman All-American honor? It was awesome. Um, it was a great, great honor to have that, and um, it was just really surprising me that someone just tagged me as some buff fan or something. So it was yeah. pretty cool to come back to after practice, and um, it was great to see um, meet with some of those guys, like the Alabama quarterback, um, some alignment from Alabama too. It's like it's pretty cool just to see that. It's awesome. We talked a little bit earlier in the fall about kind of you having faith in this program, committing here before a lot of these other guys now are jumping on board. Well, when you think back to your, your kind of your recruitment, how much concern did you have that you would you know enjoy this type of success here? Uh, you know, it's it was kind of just like he just talked about the rise and everything, and like how we're almost at that peak. And um, you know, it was just exciting to me, and it's just crazy to look at it now and just be like, oh, we're going to the Alamo Bowl, one of the one of the best bowls out there. Yeah, um, it's great just to be part of this and just. It's just, I feel like I came at the perfect time, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those great feelings, and I'm excited for that game. Did you see when you got here that the potential was there, or is even the success you had 10 wins this season, did it come quicker than you thought it was? It really did, um, but same time as like last year, like I said, um, they were improving, like they were getting close in every game, and um, they weren't getting beat like 60 to, 60 to zero by Oregon that one year, and um, that just showed me like there's been a lot of improvement on this team and they're actually playing for each other and um, they're just coming together as a team and a unit. So um, after last year and we had that uh, really close games, I saw knew, I knew this year we we're going to be winning a lot of games. So Was getting your start at guard like a good way to kind of ease into playing Division One football? It was. You know, I, I played in high school a lot of times and I played right tackle too, but um, mostly right guard and okay. it was... It was great just to play that position again and be playing something I'm used to and also the right side, and that's where I'm most dominant on the right side. Um, so it was just great to be in that position and be comfortable enough to play there. During these kind of bowl practices, have you been able to sit down with Coach McIntyre or Coach Adams and kind of get what they want you to kind of, you know, polish up this offseason as you get ready for, for next year? Um, you know, not really, not too much. So they're kind of busy, honestly, with recruiting yeah. and just everything else. But, you know, I'm going to be... I already know what I'm going to be looking for in the offseason, try to get better with. So um, I'm just going to try to improve in there, improve in the weight room, and just get better. It would seem like a natural transition for you to move into center. Do you know if that's going to happen, or what's your mindset there? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll play any position, but I'm not really too sure what I'm going to be doing next year. So we'll just see what happens. You did a little bit of that, was it during camp, like the beginning of camp, or spring ball last year? Yeah. The, I, are you talking about center? Center, yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit of center, and I played uh, – Majority actually for spring ball, and then towards the end, I started playing right guard. And okay. um, yeah, but most of the time, I haven't been playing any center during the season at all, just kind of just getting a few snaps here and there, just like in CQ exchange, but okay. um, nothing too much. Would that, would that be a tough transition? or? Um, I think it'd be something to come back to, definitely get used to again, but I think I'm pretty used to it by now and just need to make sure I have the calls down and just make sure I snap the ball well. How focused are you guys, younger guys, on you know sending these seniors off, off with the win? Um, we're very, very like we're just right on that. We're just looking at that the whole time and making sure we get to the, get them and send them out the right way and uh, make sure they get that ring. Awesome, thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. Josh Tupo. What does this last game mean like for for you and the, and the rest of the seniors here? Uh, it means a lot. You know, it just we've come a long way from you know where the program needs to be.
and you know we just stuck together you know through everything through all the ups and downs and you know it's going to mean a lot for us to go out one last game especially in the bowl game you know against a good team like Oklahoma State. How much pride do you take personally in being part of the, the senior class that really kind of turned things around here? Uh, I take a lot of pride in that but I take a lot of pride in just being you know here at CU you know just being part of uh, this team you know as a whole you know even though a lot of credit is to the seniors, but there's also a lot of credit for the young guys, you know, who like sophomores, juniors, who, uh, who grew up and contributed to our wins this year. What do you see from Oklahoma State's on film offensively? It looks like a pretty pretty explosive offense at times. Uh, yeah, they're a great offense, high-scoring offense. Um, they do an effective job of running the ball, you know, so they don't get in too many uh, third and longs. But you know, the receivers are really, really good. They got a good old line and great running back, so you know, it'll be fun to play against them. Does their offense remind you of any other offense you guys have played so far this year? Um, I feel like it's it's kind of like a Pac-12 offense, you know. But they don't go they go fast, but they don't go too fast. Okay. You know, as far as Pac-12 goes, but um, I think they're just their scheme is a little bit different than everybody else's in Pac-12, okay. and some of the things they do. So. You guys have played great defense this year. In the, in the Pac-12 championship game, though, obviously Washington has success running the ball. Is this one of those games you want to come out and kind of get that taste out of your mouth in terms of the, you know, the Pac-12 title game? Yeah, it definitely is. You know, Washington, they schemed us well, and they played a great game up front. Um, you know, we don't want to come out and do that for a second game in a row. You know, we want to put that behind us and move on. So we've just been working really hard on uh, our fits and making sure we're in the right positions to make plays. McIntyre mentioned that you guys have like a, I, I don't know, I forget exactly what it's called, but every week before a game you got to make promises for what you're going to do in the game. And he said that you always say, I'm going to control the A-gaps. It's kind of your, is it a promise or how does that uh, meeting go? It, it's a commitment. Commitment, you know, that's right. Okay. We do commitments in front of the team. So just so everybody in our team knows uh, what you're committing to them. And uh, every week, everybody just goes out and tries to do their best at uh, fulfilling that commitment. And, you know, as a nose guard, that's my one and only job is yeah. to be in the middle and uh, make sure nothing comes out the middle. So, you know, I commit that to my teammates every week and uh, try not to let them down. What, what is it that you have to do in order to achieve that? Is it basically just kind of impose your will in the, in, in the trenches there? Oh, uh, yeah, you can say that. It's just um, playing with good technique. You know, there's going to be a lot of double teams with the center and the guards. So just uh, playing good technique, uh, making sure to make the right reads and uh, keep my feet right, you know, especially on stretches when the center tries to reach me, just to stay front side of him and play good, be in good position. It seems like you've always kind of embraced that blue-collar mentality that it takes to play that position. Does it take a unique person to, to be able to kind of have that humility and, and thrive in that nose-tackle role in, in the scheme? Uh, I think so. You just gotta be, um, you know, you just gotta be selfish. You, know? you gotta know that you're gonna give up a lot of stats and stuff, you know, for the other guys on the team. But it's gonna benefit the team at the end of the day, you know, making our defense better. So uh, you just gotta have like a different mindset. You know, you gotta. It's gonna be rough. You know, every game is gonna be rough inside playing those, but you, know, you just gotta keep grinding and make sure, like, you gotta know what you're doing it for. You know, make sure you do it for your teammates and. For those people. Is there ever times where you, you kind of have that urge to, okay, I can go make this play, but I have to fight that to know, to, to fill my gap, to know my responsibility so that I don't kind of throw things out of whack defensively? 
Oh yeah, sometimes it happens, but uh, I just try not to, you know, have those thoughts. You know, just Coach Mac always preaches, you know, starting the road. So, you know, if my road is just to, you know, eat up blockers, and that's going to I'm do my best of my ability to start in that. You guys are losing all three of the starters up front. Who are some of the young guys that maybe CU fans should pay attention to? Uh, they're they're going to kind of fill your roles. Uh, all those all those young guys are going to be good. You know, we still got Leon, Tim come back, and Jace, and they'll be uh, the older guys of the group. You know, since they have had a lot of playing experience. Then we got young guys like Frank Umu, you know, who looks good, and Brett Tons. You know, we still have Eddie Lopez. So. Is Tons, uh, who else is playing in that nose tackle role? Jace does, but he's more of kind of a pass rush specialist, right? There. Yeah, uh, Jace, Jace plays nose. He does a good job at it, but he's more for for uh, for IDN. Okay. You know, pass rusher. You know, we got Brett to come in and fill in that. And then we just signed Javier Edwards, so that'll be yeah. uh, really big. Did you get a chance to interact with uh, Javier at all on his trip out here? Yeah, yeah. What, what are kind of your thoughts about him? Uh, Javier is a big body guy. You know, he's uh, he moves really good. But just talking with him, and hanging out with him, he's a you know, good kid. That's in the south, you know. He's humble. You know, he was really quiet when uh, when he came out here, but sometimes after like that on official visits, but. He's going to be good for our team. Did you impart any wisdom in terms of what it's, it takes to be successful in this scheme? Uh, no, nah, we just kind of didn't talk about football. We just kind of talked about you know, the other things in his life and you know, where he's from and where he came from and stuff like that. You're a big guy. Is he even bigger than you are? No, nah, we're about the same size. So. The same size. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it.